0: Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Over 2,000 voters turned out to cast ballots in person in Tuesday's general election in Sitka, slightly behind turnout in the last two presidential elections in 2020 and 2016, and even behind the last midterm election in 2018. However, the amount of advanced voting was second only to the 2020 presidential election. The specific number of early and absentee ballots for Sitka's precincts haven't been posted by the State Division of Elections, but in House District 2, which includes Sitka, Petersburg, and several smaller communities, there are a total of 1,600 outstanding advanced ballots. Statewide, there are almost 55,000 outstanding ballots. This was also the second time since the August special election that Alaskans had used the rank-choice ballot. Sitka, Sitka election official Dorothy Orbison toward, told KCAW's Robert Woolsey that she could tell some voters were struggling to get the hang of it in Precinct 2.
1: More than the typical number of spoiled ballots, which is a new process. So it's
2: understandable that people would take more than... One chance at a ballot.
0: Okay, so they they'd come up and they'd put this the thing in, and
2: they make an error. Or they'll catch themselves in the booth. and go, "Whoops! I marked the wrong thing that I didn't mean to do. I need to try this again." Sorry, okay. We have an octopus yeah. more than usual, but you expect that. We're learning.
0: Election day was notable in Sitka for the presence of an election monitor from the U.S. Department of Justice Disability Rights Section. Sitka was one of 64 election districts around the country selected for monitoring by the Department of Justice. Orbison says the monitors spoke with her late last week.
1: The questions he asked me were about my training on the tablet that we have available for accessibility for voters who would benefit from using it. And that's all he asked me about.
0: The final results of the 2022 general election won't be available until the State Division of Elections tabulates the ranked choice ballots on November 23rd. The delay allows all ballots, postmarked and mailed by Election Day, even from overseas military personnel, to arrive in division offices. Nevertheless, some two-person races might show a clear trend by next week as early votes begin to be included in the totals. For example, the race between Kenny Carl Scaffoldstad and Rebecca Hemshoot to represent Sitka and neighboring communities in the state legislature would look more definite by next Tuesday, as would the race between Bert Stedman and Mike Sheldon to represent Sitka and Ketchikan in the state Senate. Some early votes were folded into the count on election night, but that won't include Sitka's. Votes tabulated by November 3rd from designated early voting locations in nine cities, including Anchorage, Juneau, Nome, and Homer, were included in the total count on election night. While early voting was available in communities like Wrangell and Sitka, it was technically in-person absentee voting. Those votes will be tallied along with mail-in absentee votes starting seven days after the election. The Assembly is moving forward with plans to build a marine haul-out at the Gary Paxton Industrial Park with a small but necessary next step, moving the money into an account where the funds can be spent. When the group met last night, it greenlit the transfer of $8.2 million from the Sitka Permanent Fund to the GPIP Capital Project Fund. The arrangement was approved by the voters in the municipal election last month, with over 80% in support of building a haul-out at the park. It's one of two major infrastructure projects the assembly took action on. The group also approved matching funds for a fully built out seaplane base on Japonski Island, which is on track for construction by 2025. City Administrator John Leach said both items were central to the city's legislative priorities, and it was good to see them moving forward.
1: I took a look at our legislative priorities list that we passed last year. And if you look at the top items on that list, Everything's moving right now. Um, that's great. We we got what we asked for, and maybe it's bad that we got what we asked for because we're really, really, really busy right now. Uh, number one was the working waterfront, and we've got the, the raise grant for the Marine Service Center and the seawall. Uh, the voters approved the haulout. We've got the seaplane base moving. I mean, I can go on and on with the projects that are happening.
0: The Assembly unanimously passed the ordinance to transfer funds for the haulout on first reading. Leach said if the Assembly passes the ordinance on second reading, he'll go to the GPIP board with the funds and a project charter that outlines the next steps. Then the public will get a chance to weigh in on the plans. We'll have more on the Sitka Assembly meeting on Raven News tonight at 518. The Village Corporation in Yakutat has been ordered by the state of Alaska to change the way it runs shareholder elections. As Coast Alaska's Angela Denning reports, this comes after two years of conflict over logging in the southeast Alaska community, with the corporation on one side and many shareholders on the other.
2: The state of Alaska fined Yakutat's village corporation, Yak Kwan, $500 for violating election requirements that mandate annual financial information must be provided to shareholders. The Division of Banking and Securities has ordered the Village Corporation to release its 2021 financial information. The division also voided the proxy votes from the last election. A few years ago, yak tak had a dream to bring money to its shareholders. They would log their land, sell the timber, and use the equipment to start up new business ventures, like clearing land for homes. So, the board of directors created the company Yak-Timber. Sherry Jensen is the corporation's CEO.
1: For us, it's also about trying to sustain this community for the future of what's going to be coming our way here very soon, uh, which is that there won't be affordable land, there won't be homes available for our shareholders.
2: Yaktat Kwan officials haven't spoken publicly until now, but Jensen says she wants to clear the air. The Village Corporation was created in the 70s, like others around the state, through the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act. It's a for-profit business charged with making money on its land resources to pay dividends to shareholders. Logging ventures in Southeast are uncommon these days. Other Alaska Native corporations have moved to carbon credits as a way to make money off their forests. Companies here or in other states pay the corporations to keep their trees intact the intent is to offset some of the greenhouse gases the purchasing company emits. Jensen says Yakutat's corporation decided against carbon credits because their land would be tied up for decades and logging would be more profitable.
1: We felt that the timber was a renewable resource that would still allow... In 110 years, you would have two generations of growth. And we just felt that the value... And that was way higher than what you would get for carbon credits.
2: But many shareholders disagreed. The pushback was so strong that Yak Timber announced in October that it would dissolve.
1: At the very get go, many of the shareholders said, "We don't want logging industry in Yakutat."
2: Coast Alaska spoke with several shareholders who didn't want to go on record. This one didn't want to be identified for fear of legal repercussions. Some shareholders have been named in a defamation lawsuit by the CEO of the logging company. Shareholders who are opposed to logging are part of a watchdog group called Defend Yakutat. The group formed in 2020 as a way to share information they thought the corporation was withholding. They don't support logging as an economic future.
1: I think people use Yakutat to get away. Um, And seeing the clear cut and seeing the destruction around town, It's just not good for ecotourism. It's not good for the independent traveler that wants to be lost in the wilderness that is Yakutat.
2: But it goes deeper than aesthetics. Shareholders say it's about community health and teaching the youth place-based learning.
1: It's important for our kids in the community to go out into the old growth forests and touch the trees that our ancestors did. Walk between trees that our ancestors did. Follow the game paths that our ancestors did.
2: Martha Mallott is a shareholder descendant in the process of getting her own shares. She says she's not surprised the state investigated Yaktat Kwan. Because they are doing business illegally by not providing financials and not providing information to the shareholders, but also not following the annual meeting guidelines. The state's order demands Yaktat Kwan's financial information be released and the proxy votes be voided. Malat and others have accused the corporation of using the state's order as an excuse to postpone another annual meeting and avoid releasing financial information. Yak-Tak-Kwan postponed last year's meeting from November until April, but in April, there was no quorum. It's likely that the makeup of the board would change with another election, says Malat. I think that they are stalling and trying to find excuses but CEO Jensen says they postponed the 2021 meeting because of Defend Yakutat.
1: The misinformation was piling up.
2: The corporation postponed its annual meeting and held what it called informational meetings in Juneau, Anchorage, and the village.
1: Because of all the um, misinformation out there, that it caused us to postpone it so that we could get the right information out
2: Now, Jensen would like to focus on healing. She says she thinks that's possible when logging is no longer in the picture. Yak Timber plans to sell all of its logging assets in Seattle. Some shareholders are skeptical the profits will pay off the millions the company owes in loans. A Ketchikan contractor filed a lien in October against Yak Timber for $32,000. Jensen says the corporation isn't worried about the lien and will be able to pay off all its loans. She says they're appealing the state's order. She says the outcome of that appeal will determine the corporation's next move. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning.
0: And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org.